Greetings, everyone, as we continue in our uh, Confirmation podcast, and we're still in that Old Testament, but this is our last section in the Old Testament, uh, and we are going to spend it talking about the prophets. Uh, Big, 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 big category here of the prophets and all the different uh, folks who come. Now, just to set the scene a little bit, um, remember two weeks ago, we talked a little bit about kings and about, uh, you know, you had David, well, you had Saul, and then you had David, and then you had Solomon, and then, frankly, after that, you had a lot of really lousy kings. Occasionally, a decent one would show up, um, and then that would go away, and there'd be an, a pretty crummy one replacing him. And so what God does is that God lifts up other people to sort of speak for God, right? Because the kings can't do that, won't do that, right? So you get people, even in those times, you get people like Elijah, um, you get people uh, like Samuel who will act like that. Um, you get these folks who are willing to speak words that are hard for people to hear, that call people back towards something that is right and good. And these people are the prophets. Now, if you're looking in your Bible, we have uh, quite a few prophets. Um, there are some that are considered more of the um, sort of traditional uh, the kind of big ones, we call them the major prophets, so things like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel. Those are kind of the ones that we kind of lift up. And then there are um, 12 minor prophets, is what they're called. <laughs> Primarily they're minor, partially because they're short. Uh, they tend to be, oh, you know, uh, some of them are two or three chapters long, some of them are closer to eight. And and they're very specific. They're talking about a specific point Um so, so what I want to do is um, uh, is kind of lift up uh, what is what are sort of the markers of what makes a prophet. The other thing I do want to mention before I get there, though, is that um, the other really important event that shows up right in the midst of this time of the prophets is the exile, and with that. Um, that means that uh, all the kings, all the all the infrastructure, all the people who are in charge of things, they all get uh, when a, when a foreign um, army comes in and sort of takes over their country. The the practice then was you just took all the important people and you just sent them all over the place. So all your priests, all your all the people who knew what they were doing, are just get kind of cast out into somewhere that they don't know because that way they won't be able to have a rebellion later on. And so. Um, that's a really important piece um, as they are getting closer to that, especially if you realize that people associated uh, Jerusalem and the temple and all of that is that's the place where God was, right? And if all of that is destroyed, then what does that mean? Where is God now? And so um, so prophets sort of operate in a lot of different ways. So there's three things that I just want to lift up really quickly about who prophets are. Uh, and what they do. So in every single case, um, prophets are called. And it usually has, you can always find it um, in there because it'll say something like, the word of God came upon um, Isaiah or Jeremiah or Micah or whoever. It doesn't necessarily happen in the first chapter of the book. It might happen in chapter 6. I think Isaiah's is in chapter 6. Um, but it kind of bounces around depending on what's going on. So here, let's listen to Jeremiah's call story. And one of the other things that you'll notice is that prophets are tend to also be really, really reluctant to actually be a prophet. Because frankly, uh, we'll get to this in a minute, but it didn't uh, always go well. So here we go. Here's Jeremiah's call from chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. 
And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. And then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. All right, so there you go. So prophets are called. That's important. That's kind of number one. Prophets are called. And usually it is kind of reluctant um, because the second thing is that prophets are calling the people to uh, greater justice, to better faithfulness, uh, trying to say your relationship with God, your relationship with one another is out of whack and you need to fix that. There there will be consequences with the, for this kind of behavior. And it's, it's sort of continuing that trend, right? that we saw with the kings, frankly, that we saw with uh, Adam and Eve and with um, uh, with Abraham and all throughout sort of the Old Testament is that the people tend to sort of slip into um, uh, improper ways of acting, that it's, that it's really easy. I mean, we saw it with all the family drama and weird dynamics, right, uh, went all throughout Genesis. I mean, people keep acting in unfaithful ways. And, and so the prophets were there to speak for God and to say, look, you cannot keep doing this. It is just not good. Um, and I will be honest, it, the fun thing is, is that with the prophets, they're willing to do crazy things to make sure that message gets across. And they're willing to put themselves in danger. I mean, some of them end up being killed for this message that they send or shunned or uh, cast out or all kinds of things. I mean, being a prophet was not necessarily uh, an ideal job. And yet, they continued to do it. They continued to be faithful. There are passages where they sort of cry out in grief like, God, why are you making me do this? And yet God says, you know, don't worry. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be alongside you. Don't worry. It's going to be okay but I need you to do this. Um, and so here's what I want to do. I'm going to spend, um, I'm going to read a relatively short passage uh, from the book of Micah, Micah 6. It's verses 6 through 8, and it ends with a really important part about uh, what it is that we are supposed to do and live out. And so here it is, Micah 6. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with tens of thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, my sins, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? God has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. All right. Now, those three things are really important. To do justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly with your God. To do justice, to care about the relationships, to make sure they act in good ways. To love kindness, to be good and kind to those who are around you. To walk humbly with your God. Remember, this is going back to that whole first commandment thing, right? Um, 
we do not believe ourselves to be God, and yet we want to live with some sense of being humble before God. And so um, how do we do that? How do we recognize God's um, awesomeness and then not try to put ourselves in the place of God or not lift up unimportant things or idols to God as well? And so, so that's really the other big, that's kind of number two is how is it that we can live more faithfully? And the prophets keep calling us to that because they see the places that we are hurting one another, uh, that we are hurting God and saying, you have to stop that. All right. And so the last thing, the last thing is that um, in the moments when they are distressed and when they are hurting, when they don't know where God is, when the temple has been destroyed, the prophets are there to remind people that God will care for them, that God is there alongside them, even though it feels like everything is falling apart all around them. And ultimately, to have hope to that God will bring them back from exile when they've been cast out, that God will go alongside them, and that no matter where God is, God will be there to care for them, um, and that no matter what it is that they have to face, that God will go alongside them. And so it, it is this call towards presence and, um, and hope and faithfulness and all of these kinds of things. And, and the prophets do this over and over and over again. And we'll kind of weave those, those, three, those two things, especially of, of, um, of calling the people towards greater faithfulness and yet also saying God is faithful. When, even when we are not. And so, um, and so then weaving back and saying, but look, you have to change this. You have to, to un undo this, these things that you're doing. You have to turn towards something else. But we know that God will be faithful and uh, will still continue to love us and, and continues to call us. Because this call to repentance, to change, is in itself an act of love. Um, and so what I want to do is I'm going to play you a song... And I think this song just, uh, frankly, really does a great job of, of saying a lot um, about this, this passage. And so the, the, the song is based on Isaiah 43, uh, which is a great song of hope, um, no matter what it is that you're going through. So let's hear, listen to that.
That should cover the prophets. Just to review one more time, remember, prophets are number one. They are called, sometimes reluctantly, by God to speak for God. Uh, number two, they call the people towards greater justice, greater faithfulness, um, or to face consequences for their actions. And then number three, that they are called to, to inspire hope in people, uh, even when things uh, seem at their worst, that God will always be with them. So there are those three things that are about a prophet. Now, the question that I have for this week, and because I'm really kind of interested to see what you think, is if you look around... Um, you look around at the world um, and you wonder about what are the issues that really um, scare you, that uh, make you think, gosh, that is just not right. Um, what are the kinds of issues that you would say, I, I think this is important. I think I, I, think I would want to be a prophet for this, right? Um, gosh, we really need to do something differently here. So um, think about that a little bit, talk about it, and uh, I'll look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. Y'all take care. Bye.